You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning and welcome back. Thank you for joining us. I'm Heather Caro. I'm Father Tim Cohn. And we're broadcasting this morning from Mitchell, South Dakota. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Mitchell. It's kind of a place. <laughs> it's a good place. It's a good place to hang out. But we're actually going to be talking with somebody from Aberdeen. Aberdeen. I've heard of that place before. Where you're going to be moving yeah, to. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. So I'll like, I'd like to introduce Father Tim Cohn to Rick Klein. Rick Klein, Father Tim Cohen, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, and wel- welcome soon, Father, to Aberdeen. Hey, thanks, Rick. <laughs> I look forward to meeting you in person. <laughs> yeah, we had a big day yesterday. We had uh, First Holy Communion uh, at both parishes yesterday. So oh, when you wow. come to town, uh, you'll you'll get to meet all those little uh, little tomatoes, and they'll be excited to see oh, you. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> oh. So, Rick, tell us a little bit about what you do. I am the development director for the Catholic schools here in Aberdeen. Um, I've been doing it for a couple of years, um, and and what I'm basically my job is to raise money to help provide a Catholic education for anybody in Aberdeen that so desires for themselves and and or their children. Yeah, and Aberdeen has such a great Catholic school system. So, what, what do they have as far as for for Catholic schools up there for our folks that don't know? Well, we have uh, we have the the Roncalli school system, and it's a preschool through twelfth grade. And our little uh, little kids go to the Sunshine Patch, and they start at about Aww. age three. Wow! And and then they go uh, right into kindergarten. So at St. Mary's Parish is the Roncalli Primary School, and that's pre pre K through second grade. And once they get to third grade, they go over to Sacred Heart, or we call it the Roncalli Elementary School, and they stay there through sixth grade. And then once they get to seventh grade through twelfth grade, they come up to the uh, the main campus up at uh, Ron Colley High School. Wow! Now, part uh, spoiler alert is so, I mean, I part of that is I want insider information so I know where I'm going and what I'm doing when I get up there. You know? You're going to be quizzed after this interview. Everyone's going to know, and you're going to be quizzed when you get there. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, that's great. So lots of good things going on. So one of your biggest fundraisers is the Ron Colley Ball. How did that get started? Well, you know, it, it started with a group of ladies uh, who's actually, I, I think their their children were um, students at the time, and it, they thought they'd get together in the middle of the wintertime. It started as a winter ball, and they um, said, hey, let's do something fun. Let's get all dressed up in the middle of the wintertime, and let's decorate <laughs> the high school, almost like a, a prom for the high school students, but only wow. it was for adults. And nice. it started, like I said, it started up here at the high school, but it's since grown to the point uh in about the late 90s, we had to move it off campus. So now we go to the Dakota Event Center, and we'll have oh, between four and 500 people that will come out on the 23rd of April this year for an wow. in-person ball. Wow. That's and, fantastic. And do they really get all <laughs> dressed up still? Well, it depends on the theme. And this year it's a gratitude gala, so it'll be more of a, a springy theme, and it's going to be in Thanksgiving for all of our supporters Last year we had a ball, but it was a virtual ball. This year we said, you know, let's uh, let's move it back to uh, being in person. And um, like I said, we've had a wonderful response so far. We've probably, like I said, we'll have between four and 500 people. So we're expecting one of the biggest turnouts that we've had. And I think people are tired of being home. Mm-hmm. They're going to say, well, let's go out and support the Catholic schools and raise some money for the kids. 
Well, and last year with your virtual event, how did that go for you? Were you able to make anywhere near your goal? You know, um, we were very fortunate. A lot of the work for the ball takes place before, actually, you know, before the ball happens. And all of mm-hmm. our supporters, once we told them that it was going to be a virtual ball, they said, you know what, go ahead and keep our donation, raise what you can with it, and uh, we look forward to being back in person next year, is, is what we, we kind of told them. And uh, like I said, we didn't have anybody that pulled back and said, nah, we're not really interested in doing that. Oh. So we were, we were very fortunate. That's been really wow. good. And I th- I've just been really um, surprised and excited, you know, because it makes you realize, you know, that's been happening with a lot of our nonprofits is that people mm. are like, I'm still going to support even if there is an event. And so that's been really exciting to uncover and to see within our own church family. Very much so, yes. And in le- we're very, very fortunate with our alumni base that we have and our supporters, our local supporters here in town. You know, they understand the value of a Catholic education. And a, a number of our supporters... Um, don't have any children in the school system, mm-hmm. um, but they still know that it's in order for Aberdeen to be viable and to be a, a growing community, we need both a, a very strong public education system and a private education system, and we have both. We're very lucky in Aberdeen. That's great. So then what kind of things does the Ron Colley Balls support, what the proceeds go to towards the school? It goes toward our general fund, and then in the in the uh, event itself, we have a, a part of the ball that's called the fund a need, and we'll raise twenty five thousand dollars in about ten minutes, where we wow. just go around and say, all right, everybody here um, that wants to be involved, you know, we we have the traditional live auction and silent auction and those sorts of things and raffles, but for about ten minutes, the auctioneer goes and says, all right, who will help us raise X amount of money, and then we'll get a couple of hands up, and then we'll go so that. Almost everybody at the ball will participate at one level or another, and then that money raised will go towards um, scholarships that will help um, a family or, or two or three or whatever uh, that needs a little extra help to help pay their tuition. Wow, that's ex- and that's uh, excellent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this sounds like a pretty big, uh, I mean, a pretty big setup. So, how how early do uh, do you end up starting work on this? Uh, it's it's basically year round. And we have a committee. We have three young ladies that um, are very involved in the ball. And then we have uh, uh, Jill Young from our office that does, um, you know, one of her main jobs is to organize the ball. And she does a wonderful job throughout the year. And then not only do we do the ball, you know, we have a trap shoot and we have a golf tournament. And we have all the other things that traditionally take place in some, uh, you know, private education uh, institutions. Uh, just to help with the ongoing expenses. But the ball is the big one. And, and like I said, this is our 42nd annual, so it's been going on for quite some time. <laughs> wow. Well, at least you don't have to figure out what you're going to wear, Father. Oh, yeah, no kidding. Year. I think black sounds good. <laughs> I think I'll well, Father, <laughs> Father Dickinson and Father Griffin will be with us, and uh, and Father Kapperman, they'll all be there. Nice. Oh, it'll be, fantastic. It, it'll be a big night, sure. So, so what kind of goes, what goes on at the ball? Um, is it just auction stuff, or what else? Well, it starts out, we have uh, a cocktail hour early at about 5.30, and then we have a, a dinner that starts at 6.45. And then throughout uh, the evening, there's a program that goes on, and there's a we have a tuition for a year raffle, so um, 
people oh, wow. that choose to participate in that can buy tickets, and the winner will get a um, year's worth of tuition from the Aberdeen Catholic Schools. And it is transferable. So my kids have all graduated, so wow. I'll still buy a ticket. And if I win, then I can hand it out to whomever I would, uh, whomever I would like. Man, that's great. That would be awesome. <laughs> so that's kind of a fun, that's a fun little uh, giveaway. And then we have probably, I would say, 150 silent auction items. And then we have 16 live auction items, Any anywhere from a, a number of those are trips. You know, like, for example, mm-hmm. we have a Dallas Cowboys trip. Uh, airfares included, tickets, hotel rooms to go watch the Cowboys play. And then we have um, things like a weekend in Sioux Falls where we'll have hotel rooms and concert tickets and dinner to different places and, you know, different different things like that that go on. And typically through our live auction, we'll raise about another 25000 And then um, um, with our silent auction and, and different games, we have a heads or tails game. Um, you buy uh, a chance to play, and it sounds like it takes a long time, but if you if you buy beads, and I think they're $20 a piece at the beginning, Everybody stands up, you put your hands on your head or your hands on your tail, and I flip a big <laughs> coin, and you keep staying and keep standing until we have one person left, and then the winner will win uh, our, our big prize. Well, there you go. Those are fun. I, I bet, I've been a part of those before. can't say I've ever won them, but uh, they're fun. <laughs> Things you have to look forward to next year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, for those that are listening um, and are in the Aberdeen area, when is the ball, and can they buy tickets still? Yes. Well, first of all, the ball is Friday, April 23rd, so we still have a little bit of time. Um, if you're interested and, and haven't purchased a ticket, the tickets are $85 a piece or tables. You know, we have table sponsorships available, but you could uh, give us a call at uh, 605-226-2100, or you could go to our website at uh, org, and there will be details available. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Any last thoughts before I let you go that I missed? No, I think, like I said, it's the 42nd annual, so it's an opportunity for people to get out and support Catholic education and to meet um, a number of people. A lot of the people that go to the ball are, are um, alums and, and current supporters. Maybe there's some uh, children in your class, you haven't met their parents yet, but this is typically a good mm. place. Everybody gets together and has a good time and raises money for a great cause. Awesome. That sounds great. like a fun night. I want to come up next year. Yeah, no problem. Well, we'll save a table for you. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, God Rick. God bless you, Rick. Take care. Look forward to meeting you, Father. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was Rick Klein. We're talking about the Ron Collie Ball happening on the 23rd up in Aberdeen, South Dakota. So something for you to look forward to, Father. Yeah, no kidding. You know, and, and it's nice. Uh, you know, I'd encourage everyone, uh, you know, to, to support the, the Catholic schools in your area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, just the, the beautiful gift that Catholic education is, you know, mm-hmm. and it's something that we uh, often take for granted. Yeah. Uh, you know, they. Like, I, I didn't have that privilege growing up, you know, I just, you know, I went through the public school system, but man, what a world of difference it makes when you're surrounded by those uh, who are Catholic Yeah, it does. <laughs> trying to do this together. You know, I mean, yeah. it just, it makes such a, such a big difference. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break when we come back. It's going to be a little banter time for Father Tim and I, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. (laughs) This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Now is the time to stand up for life and dignity in Minnesota. Hello, this is Archbishop Bernard Hebda. Join Catholics across Minnesota for Catholics at the Capitol, April 15th at the Cathedral of St. Paul. Be formed in the faith, informed on issues impacting life and dignity, and sent on mission to transform our state. We will celebrate Mass, hear from inspiring speakers, and head to the Capitol in a Eucharistic procession before meeting with legislators. Get your tickets at catholicsatthecapitol.org. God's blessings to all of you. My name is Father Chad Wilhelm, and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. And this year, I celebrate 25 years of being a priest. And the joy, the great things that I love about the priesthood is the deep relationship that Jesus and I have as speaking heart to heart. He knows the depths of my heart, and he speaks to all of us in the depths of our heart. That's what I enjoy about being a priest, that I get to speak about Jesus, not just on Sundays, but every day of my life, and that I've given my life to Jesus and the church. What a wonderful grace and a gift that has been for me for 25 years, and to serve the good people of the Diocese of Fargo, but just to serve the church as a whole. May God continue to bless all of you as you listen to Real Presence Radio. As a sole provider, the needs of my growing family are something I pray for daily. I know continuing my education will benefit my family in the end, but I worry about what I'll miss while doing so. University of Mary knows that choosing to continue your education at this point in life can be both challenging and rewarding. That's why we've created a robust portfolio of truly affordable, truly flexible, and truly formative online programs to make choosing easy. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. I'm Heather Carroll. I'm Father Tim Cohn. And we're broadcasting today from Holy Spirit Parish in Mitchell, South Dakota. I always have to pause. <laughs> That's right. Mitchell. <laughs> Holy Spirit, Holy Family. Yep, the Holy Parishes. The Holy Parishes. <laughs> Both of them are here. I have to remind myself where I'm at. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> There's no big sign that's telling me Holy right. Spirit. <laughs> you know, i got to remind myself, too, when I wake up, especially on a Monday morning. You know? <laughs> <laughs> where am I? What church am I supposed to go? <laughs> where am I supposed to go? <laughs> well, and that's kind of interesting. I, You know, um, for those that are listening, uh, the Sioux Falls Diocese is making some changes. Mm-hmm. And so you've kind of been living this way already yeah. a little bit here in Mitchell. So tell we have two parishes in Mitchell, mm-hmm. but you and Father Ken Luff mm-hmm. live together over at Holy Family, right? Yep, yep. And, but you both take care of Holy Spirit. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's correct. It's actually, <laughs> it's more exciting than that. <laughs> yeah. Please. So, uh, so basically oh, what we're, the, the bishop kind of used us as, as the testing grounds here. Uh, cause ultimately, okay, let's be honest, you know, there's a pre-shortage, yeah. uh, you know, people aren't having nearly as many kids, not as many people are pursuing the priesthood as you know, in, in decades past. Uh, and so, okay, so what do we do? We've got all of these parishes, all of these faithful, beautiful Catholic people that still need the sacraments. What do 
are we supposed to do? Mm -hmm. uh, and so the, the bishop wanted to test out sort of a new model to see what's viable here. And so uh, basically, so there's one pastor uh, for both of the parishes. Uh, in addition to this, there's also he's also the pastor of the parishes of uh, in, in Alexandria, Bridgewater, and Emory. Uh, yes, five of them. Uh, but in addition to that, he has two other associates to help out. And right. so I'm the one that helps out with all the, the sacramental needs here in Mitchell at the two parishes. And then uh, Monsignor Charles Mangan helps out at, uh, for the sacramental ministry, uh, sort of the day-to-day -day, uh, running of things uh, at, at the three outlying parishes. Okay. And uh, we must have done something right. <laughs> <laughs> because, because he's expanding it. <laughs> yep, yep. And so this is, this is kind of, uh, this is sort of will be the model uh, in, in many other places around the diocese. Uh, and you know, and the, and the bishop also would like to give the opportunity for, for priests to have a common life. And um, because, you know, uh, as a priest, there's no one else that knows just the, the beautiful nuances of living a priestly life like your brother priests, you right. know, right. Uh, and just, you know, the, the, because of how the circumstances work out, we don't get together nearly as often as I say that we should get together, mm -hmm. you know, maybe mm -hmm. it's just me as an extrovert, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, so the, the, the bishop has seen that, you know, father Ken and I have a, has a great relationship uh, and we really get along well together uh, and uh, it's born great fruit, you know, and so. Uh, this is kind of the model that will be placed in, in uh, many other areas around the diocese. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, so in, in, in July, you know, July 1st, I'll be going uh, to help do the same thing up in Aberdeen. You know, Father Andrew Dickinson uh, is, uh, it will become the pastor of both Sacred Heart and St. Mary's there in Aberdeen. Uh, and he'll have a whole cohort, uh, cor yeah. cohort uh, totally. of associates helping yeah. him out up there. Uh, you know, and it's happening in Yankton as well. And, uh, I can't really <laughs> a whole lot of changes. Forty six other uh, moves in total. <laughs> yeah, largest moves we've ever had, I think. Yeah, of priests. Yeah. You know, and and it's beautiful. You know, and uh, you pray pray for the people of the diocese. You know, change, mm -hmm. especially a lot of change. Uh, you know, maybe it's just Midwestern. We don't like change at times. No, we don't. But the bishop knows what he's Especially doing. Especially when we already like our priest and then he's leaving and you're like, oh, yeah. it can be painful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, as a reminder, who are, uh, it's, who are we here to serve? Yeah. You know, who are we? Uh, and thanks be to God. It's not about me. It's not yeah. about, uh, but it's about our Lord, you know, and yeah. hopefully we can be good bridges and, and uh, yeah. So well, I think it's an interesting model. He, Bishop DeGrood put out a statement about it on how he was... Um, you know, talk to the priests at clergy days, he said, mm -hmm. about this possibility of living a communal life, living together as priests and being supports for each other. Mm -hmm. um, and he talked about getting your opinions and then whoever was game, he's going to have you all move in together. And so you're going to be in Aberdeen. There's going to be four of you total up in mm -hmm. Aberdeen priests and you're all going to live at the same rectory. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. And so tell me some of the benefits of that. Yeah, so the, the, the beautiful part is, uh, you know, there'll, there'll be, you'll have some common life together. So, I mean, you, you've got four, or for us, three other brothers uh, who are living the same life. Uh, mm -hmm. who are striving, you know, to serve, to, to grow in holiness ourselves and to serve the people of God. Uh, and, you know, we'll have meals, we'll, we'll have meals together. Some of these, you know, details still need to be worked out, you know, but sure. we'll have opportunities for, for prayer together, praying the liturgy of the hours together, I'm sure, uh, uh, as well as just good fraternity, yeah. you know. Uh, 
that uh, it's nice hanging out with Brother Priest. You yeah. know, <laughs> we all got our own quirks, you know. <laughs> Well, and you're used to it from seminary, I'm sure. You know? Right, right. You know, you get used to that brotherhood, and then you end yeah. up in the middle of nowhere by yourself. Yeah. That isolation can really wear on you, I bet. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and what's beautiful is, you know, this, is, this was the same even in seminary, you know, as iron sharpens iron. Like, mm. it's good to be around brothers, even who can call you on to a greater holiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that uh, sometimes you, uh, you know, or one of the potential downsides to living on your own and even the bishop pointed out that and it's like yeah you know if you live on your own sometimes you get a little weird you know <laughs> and uh you know hey living around living in community that uh, sometimes you kind of check yourself and like well am i a little weird <laughs> and what I, yes, is what i'm are. doing normal you know <laughs> no no <laughs> yeah that's right i'm telling you now no, i'm kidding <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it, there are just so many incredible benefits mm-hmm. uh but yeah you know, there, and, but there's there, but there are individuals that do fantastic on their own that thrive. Right. Yeah, uh, you know, and part of it is their own gifts and graces, and, and how our Lord has given us that. Uh, uh, for me personally, yeah, I, I'm an extrovert. I like to be around other people. You know, yeah. so because uh, yeah. he he did say, and you know, I can't speak because I'm just a lay person. <laughs> I'm just like reading what he gave us. But you know, he did say that you know if they're called to a more Contemplative, contemplative life mm-hmm. that he's letting them do that too. If yeah, they would rather yeah. be alone and yeah. whatever, that they're geared more that direction. You know, and the beautiful thing that the bishop is doing is he deeply desires to support us uh, and to 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 draw out the gifts that God has given us. And this is what's so beautiful and so crucial is to look. I mean, and this is this is the same thing, not even just for the priesthood, but for all. Uh, for all of us, each of us are uniquely made uh, by a, by our Lord and, and given unique gifts and graces, uh, beautiful temperaments and personalities. Uh, and, and the bishop wants to put us in circumstances and in, in places that we will thrive, mm-hmm. and not just to sort of plug holes where it's needed. Right. But what's going to be fruitful for for the community as well as for this individual priest yeah. um, by virtue of what God has given him, so that all of us can thrive. Yeah. Uh, and so and to see that he really, he has a heart to help us, uh, you know, as he mentioned, become happy, healthy, and holy, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's going to bear, I hope, beautiful fruit. And I have a small glimpse into it just because I belong to Christ the King. Mm-hmm. And so Father Samson's there, Father Matson lives there, Father yeah. Thuringer lives there, and Father Zimmer lives there. Yeah. Not all of them are pastors of Christ the King. Uh-huh. But like the Easter Vigil, you know, to see three or four priests join us for the Easter Vigil was just so fantastic. You know, it was just a beautiful thing uh, to see all of the brother priests together. It was just, I don't know. Yeah. You know, and and what's beautiful, there's something uh, that I got, you you start to get a taste of it in seminary, uh, but the brotherhood of, of of the priesthood, mm-hmm. uh, like we are brothers, we are brothers in a way uh, that uh, I, I don't know how to describe it, but like there's uh, that fraternal charity, the love for my—I mean, our Lord's put it on my heart in particular just recently. Uh, like I've got a deep devotion to praying for my brothers, yeah, uh, 
and just the beautiful uh, fruit that that's given me in my in my own life that it's like we're we're brothers on a journey like we're in this together like you know I was just watching band, the the band of brothers series you know yeah. I, I absolutely love it yeah. but there's something that camaraderie that's that's yeah. infinitely deeper yes. uh, because we're part of the, the the one priesthood of Jesus Christ uh, oh man well and <laughs> and I've I've interviewed a lot of um, new priests mm-hmm. you know through the years and I always ask them what their favorite part of their ordination was. And I've only had one priest that has not said this, but every other priest has said laying on of hands. Yeah. The laying on of hands by their brother priest has been the most powerful part of their ordination. Yeah. They just love it. And then the, the one of the parts that follows afterwards is the kiss of peace. Uh, where, where you, I mean, your, your brothers come up and give you the sign of peace. They give you a big hug and just, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll never forget that moment of my own ordination. Um, yeah, that just the bond of of love of Christ's love that is tangibly present there. Yeah. Uh, oh man, there's nothing. We're so like lucky. <laughs> <laughs> God knew what He was doing wow. when He created the brothers. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Actually, I'm glad you brought that. I just I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it's always been fascinating because I've always been like, what was the most uh, moving part of your ordination? Is the way I always pose the question. Yeah. And it was it's always that. And it's the same grace that has been handed down from Jesus Christ himself through the apostles, through the priests and, to, and through their successors. Yeah. Uh, so it unites us even I mean to tr- take this back to the first conversation that we had. This takes us back to the beginning, <laughs> to <Yeah>. the 12. <laughs> yeah. Totally. You know. Literally. And that same grace is present today. Uh, through the church's ministers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How's that for deep thoughts this mm. morning? Thanks be to God. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad for Monday morning. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad at all for Monday morning. Well, and Bishop DeGroote has been um, such a busy guy. Did you see the video he posted? I did. I he did posted indeed. a video, folks, out at Broom Tree in front of cows. Oh, not that video. I should say which one. <laughs> You're like, I should have been more specific. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. he has been busy. There's a he lot of videos. He has been busy. <laughs> yeah, he was just saying that he's been thinking of the ranchers and this, and he had all these little baby calves in the back dancing and happy. And, oh, that's you know, awesome. He was just saying that he's thinking of the ranchers and calving season. And, yeah. Yeah, He's it's a busy awesome. time for them. It's a busy time for, for the farmers and ranchers out there for, right. if they're calving, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, so he was just saying, hey, thinking about you. So we're actually going to be uh, talking with Bishop Donald DeGroote next. Yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> Papa DeGroote, I love it. <laughs> Papa DeGroote. <laughs> Uh-oh, sorry, Bishop, am I allowed to call you that? <laughs> no, we're going to find out. I'm just going to be quiet and let you. <laughs> All right, folks, stay with us more after this. On Real Presence Live, thanks for joining us.